All right, we've begun. We have lots of wind in the backyard after uh, whatever that was that blew in last night. And I actually, uh, I lost a tree. Really? You don't know where it went? No, well, I know where it went. It went to my neighbor's driveway. It was a little, um, one of these little ornamental lilac trees. And I tried to replant it because it was in the wrong spot by the front step. So I moved it over to the other bed and... Uh, it's, I'm going to have to cut it up and put it in the recycling bin. It's just no way that's going to survive. Hopefully the guy's car wasn't in the driveway at the time. No, 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 no. It's just a little thing. It just, just kind of tipped over like a drunken solar. <laughs> tipped over like a drunken Toronto mayor? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. From the headquarters of Geeks and Beats magazine, simulcast on shortwave radio and Citizens Band 14, this is the world's most popular podcast with Alan Cross and Michael Hainsworth, featuring musical guest Sting. The Love Boat, not for atheists. The captain of the television show Classic makes a hard turn to uh, starboard. Nothing says Christmas quite like ACDC. Why British bookies are placing the odds of a holiday to hell at 3 to 1. Microsoft's new Xbox is X-rated. We'll tell you why you might want to avoid boxers before playing the next generation console. The NSA Poetry Jam. How to get a knock on your door thanks to a haiku generator. Plus, two Geeks and Beats listeners tie the knot geek style. And why Neil Armstrong has women to thank for his one small step for man. The Views expressed on Geeks and Beats are those of the participants alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of their employers. You know, I haven't watched the Saturday Night Live clips yet, but uh, that's on my my list. We watched it, and I, I was cringing for the tech crew because they opened the show with a microphone problem. No. Yeah, like the first 40 seconds, there wasn't a mic. Ooh, okay. That's, uh, that's, see, I've been to Saturday Night Live twice. I've watched it from the audience. And the crew is just so calm and collected. And it, it's, it's an amazing thing to watch because they are so, uh, you know, smooth and professional about it. That must have freaked out an awful lot of people. I would not have wanted to be around Lord Michaels that night because that wasn't the only technical difficulty. There were points uh, through Lady Gaga's performance where her one of her singers' microphones wasn't working either. Um, there were all sorts of technical glitches. They were just not on the game, which, in light of who they opened with, I suppose, just makes it appropriate. You're watching the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Thanks a bunch. Welcome to CBC News Toronto. It's been a tough week for Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, an admission to smoking crack cocaine, a foul-mouthed press conference, and now the Toronto City Council has stripped him of some of his powers. He joins us tonight. Thank you for being here, Mr. Mayor. Of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, see, there's a problem. Uh, Interscope Records has apparently spent $25 million on promoting Lady Gaga's art pop album. Uh, and, and there are indications that this record is going to be a sales disappointment when we get the numbers on Wednesday. It's, um, the, the, it, she debuted at number one in the UK, but numbers were substantially down from the Born This Way album a couple of years ago. And uh, there's been more controversy around her because she and her manager, a guy by the name of Troy Carter, had split and they split before the album came out. So there's all kinds of weirdness and allegations and rumors going on about her and this album and, and her business savvy and the way she's behaving and all that sort of stuff. So this is not looking good. And, and, and you're right. If, if they have uh, issues on Saturday Night Live, 
maybe that's just all part and parcel with all this other stuff that's going on. She was fantastic on the show, though, and she did a really good job of making fun of herself. In one sketch, she's playing opposite of one of the characters doing a Kim Kardashian, and she plays the role of an Apple Genius Bar nerd girl. <laughs> How did she do? She did excellent. First of all, this is my work uniform. Oh, work. <laughs> I don't care about fashion. I think people who try too hard with their outfits are maybe hiding something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She did another one where she was uh, herself, but 40 years into the future. And she's constantly calling the superintendent to come fix things like light bulbs in the off chance that he'll recognize her. (laughs) Okay. But of course, no one remembers her. Really? Oh, okay. So I'm going to watch this. I've got a couple of meetings that i got to uh, deal with, and I'll probably be home late tonight, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch that. <laughs> Love, exciting and new, come aboard, we're expecting you. Apparently, love is not just exciting and new. Life's sweetest reward. It's also something about Jesus. You want to explain it? Because I saw this and I immediately trashed it. <laughs> Gavin McLeod, who of course played Captain Steubing on The Love Boat. Says that the theme song for the sitcom is actually a song that praises Jesus Christ. Okay, but he was on some Christian TV channel doing this, wasn't he? Now, the thing is, is that perhaps Gavin McLeod's world perspective is a little different than most of us because he is, in fact, born again. See, and he's appearing on this TV show, so he has to have some sort of uh, twist on his life. There you go. Okay. And you, you could read any song as a Christian song if you really wanted to, I suppose. Well, I suppose you could. I think we've settled that. Let's move on. Every year, it seems as of late, the British have a thing on betting which single will finish first on the chart that's published before Christmas. Oh, listen. No, 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 no. It is not a thing of late. This is something that goes back to 1952. Where British... Music listeners try to game the chart system by buying up tracks well, that have nothing to do with Christmas going into the Christmas period. The, the gaming came later, but you know the, the, the English will bet on just about anything. So the bookies, I think it was in the 1950s, the, the bookies began taking bets on which song would finish at number one on the last UK singles chart in the week in which Christmas Day falls. Okay? So... Um, and, and, and you know, uh, that it became a very big thing for you to be able to finish at number one. And a lot of people made a lot of money on it. So uh, it has become a, sort of a media event, certainly over the last 25 years. 
about which song should be at number one. And uh, the problem was for a very long time that it was it was it was crappy stuff. It was uh, Michael Jackson. It was Spice Girls. It was Westlife. It was Bob the Builder. And then uh, a whole bunch of uh, Simon Cowell clones. And uh, so so in, in 2009, people said enough and we need to have a proper song at number one for Christmas. So there was this massive grassroots campaign that was ultimately successful in getting Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name, to number one in time for Christmas. And that meant that the BBC, as is tradition, had to play the song on the radio. So that was a fantastic thing. Some of those that work forces on the same that bar crosses. Ever since then, people have been trying, using social media, to get another questionable song at two number one for for Christmas. And this year, it's ACDC's Highway to Hell. Yep, I think that's a very good thing. A very, very good thing. So, I don't know if we can do much for it other than, I guess we could go to... uh, All you need to do is go to facebook.com slash ACDCXmas and like the page and i suppose you have to buy highway to hell on itunes or something you have to buy it so it qualifies for the english charts so we have to find a way to find it um so you have to buy it on itunes uk uh or amazon.co.uk or or something like that so in other words there's nothing really you and i can do about this it's it's up to the brits well we can do it i mean we can make foreign purchases really i did it with the rage against the machine thing i i I think i at that time i think i was able to go to the UK iTunes, or maybe it was UK HMV, I can't remember which, and uh, I bought a copy. What I'm liking is that the bookies are giving it three to one odds of finishing in the top spot. And you know where the highway to hell at Christmas goes to? Uh, Best Buy. Uh, yes, that's true. Own one of the craptastic mugs of the world's most popular podcast and support the show. You too can use the power of science to hold liquids, both hot or cold. Visit geeksandbeats.com today. With all the gear you've got in your house, I'm surprised an Xbox isn't among them. No, I'm not a gamer. I, I, I tried. Um, I was a stand-up arcade guy for, for years. Sort of a pinball wizard? Pinball was my thing, although I did like um, uh, Pac-Man. And my favorite was Berserk. I don't know if anybody remembers Berserk. Uh, Berserk used to give me palpitations. Oh, I love that game. If I ever have you know finally finished my basement, and I, I, I'm going to get a Berserk game. The reason why I ask you about the Xbox is apparently the new version, the Xbox One, has that uh, new uh, camera design as part of its, uh, what do they call it, Xbox, it's not the Xbox 360. It's not the Kinect. That's it. The 